Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 386 of the OD Anthem podcast. Coming to you from all over LA, but Corey is, of course, there at the hashtag OTALA Studios, slowly gentrifying LA one neighborhood at a time. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash the Anthem. It's almost like they are taking certain groups of people, like hipsters in your case, mm-hmm. and concentrating them in certain areas of town and um, just keeping them there and not allowing them Is it weird them to... that they started calling the city SOPA? <laughs> Did they really? I would imagine no. it, but that would be the case. The residences at City Sofa. Uh. I hate 2021. I hate everything about 2021. I hate all the people in 2021. Good news. We're going to be talking about all the things and the people of 2021 in this week's episode. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Well, starting at the top. We're not going back in time. Starting at the top. Wait, real uh, quick. Before yeah, we get go in, ahead. I, I, go wanted, ahead. I wanted to hold two quick hypotheticals for you because I wanted to like surprise you with these a little bit, okay? Oh, look at this. Gotcha journalism once again from Corey. <laughs> so just uh, I want quick reactions because I don't know if you saw these. They're both kind of sports ball related. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, several men's, Mets fans have booed players on the Mets when they have underperformed here recently. Okay. And the Mets, uh, getting back at them, I guess, have now started doing the thumb double thumbs down symbol to their fans when they get like a big hit or something like that. You know, like how players celebrate on the when they get to second. Yeah, they have like some hand signal for the people in the dugout. They're starting to do like the two thumbs down and the boo as like a message to the fans who booed them. What do you think? Uh, is there any better rivalry in all sports than Mets versus Mets fans? <laughs> Are we sure they weren't saying boo earns? <laughs> The We'd have joke. to look to see if there was a boo earns on the team. <laughs> the joke that will never die. Um, I know. I mean, listen, um, uh, there's a guy who does radio podcasting, something in New York now, back and forth between radio and podcasting. Jake Brown. Everybody should check him out. He's very cool and very sports uh, minded. He's a Mets fan. Um, and I believe at one point he just said that uh, something I took to heart as an Orioles fan, that Mets fans are just so self-hating that they want everyone to be miserable. So even uh, the team that they are rooting for, they want them to be miserable as well. So it makes sense that the team would also want the fans to be miserable. So it's like, don't be excited about this. We're going to disappoint you. It's fine. I mean, the Orioles should start I mean, doing that too. You know, that is an interesting take that's different than anything else I've heard on the on the matter here in the last couple of days. Uh, most people me. are just sticking to the whether or not the Mets should be allowed to say that the fans are like thumbs down. Like, I mean, like, that's how the Mets took it. The Mets like took out their own players' knees, going like, "We do not condone this kind of behavior from players of the Mets." You already bought the ticket. What do you want? Uh, you're already here. You're already seeing it. Yeah, boo to you I mean, like, too. I, I feel like I only I've only ever booed players who like thoroughly deserved it, though. I didn't just throw out a boo on some random guy, you know, like Miguel uh, Gonzalez one year blew three straight saves to open up a season. Like he had three run lanes and three straight games and blew the save in each and every single one of them. And it wasn't even like he got like convincing outs at any point. the way. I, Uh, and he came to Oriole park and we booed him, but I think he knew that that was going to happen. Like, there's no way he thought he was just going to be introduced to a crowd full of people who are going to be like, you know, like, hooray, all the things you've done for us so far. Like, I feel like if I was the player who got booed, the next time I was up in the ninth, I would stand there and then just put the bat on my shoulder and just let the gods <laughs> decide what's going to happen. And then just after I... over the plate. <laughs> after I inevitably strike out, I'm just going to turn around and be like, oh, well, where's the boo? Oh, yeah, give me the booze. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then just every plate appearance, just... Stand there. Maybe they'll maybe they'll learn their lesson. Uh, right. So what? Yeah, I, I like the cut off your nose to to spite your face method. One more super quick one. Okay. I had to tell you these because I didn't want you looking them up beforehand. You okay. know, I just wanted to get honest reactions here. Sure. Uh, there was a uh, high school football game that was shown on ESPN recently that featured a team that is not a real school. It was apparently like ex junior college players and a coach who is a convict. Okay. It's like a, a warrant against him. And they somehow convinced ESPN that they were a high school football team and played a real team full of high school students. Yeah. Uh, in Ohio and lost badly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what, what do you think? What kind of rigorous fact checking should go into whether or not a place is a school? Because I've never really 
First of if all, if I've ever turned on ESPN and I've seen two schools play, I've never thought like University of Hawaii Honolulu <laughs> isn't a real school. Like, like first of all, I, uh, listen, I just accept it. <laughs> I'm listening to your description of the team, and I just have to argue. The Washington Football Club plays on ESPN a lot. <laughs> I don't know why this is a special game. Um, it's not a real football team. <laughs> not really a real football team. That. Also, they would get beat by high schoolers. This, these things they have in common. I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, was it ESPN like the main ESPN channel, or was it like ESPN yeah, yeah, yeah. Ocho? No, it was it was the main ESPN channel. Uh, listen. Uh, Here's what I will say uh, to you sports fans who would rather watch ESPN or, or like go boo the Mets or watch some high school football game while the planet burns and we are all suffering under a pandemic. Um, you get what you deserve, man. I was really trying to start off a little light and just have some fun up front. before. No, no. Uh, I blackpilled myself. <laughs> uh, everything is terrible and uh, it always hurts and uh, we're doomed. So, Yeah. Uh, you can keep watching your circuses and enjoying your bread, and I will uh, uh, just continue, continue to, to just down. wait for the end. Yes, yeah, I'm waiting for the crumble. I mean, listen, we're in the crumbles right now. What I'm waiting for is the inevitable collapse, where I can rise as some sort of warlord here on the West Coast, and um, you know, when clean water, which will be a huge problem in LA, is scarce, the guy who knows how to make clean water seven ways, two that don't involve fire. You kind of do remind me of the bad guy from Mad Max Fury Roads. <laughs> I was going for more of a, um, oh, damn, what is the guy from, uh, I have not watched this show in so long, uh, The Walking Dead, the guy with the bat with the barbed wire on it, played by a really good actor whose name also escapes me. Negan. Negan, yes. I, I was going for yeah. a Negan thing there, where it's just like, listen, I was a mild-mannered, uh, mid-level management guy, but then everything went to hell, and uh, some of us step up to the plate and some of us don't. Now, Lucille here. Has always been a weapon. Also, I'd Apologies, be crazy. By the way, to anybody who's listening to this or having some sort of audio feedback problem, so are you hearing that. audio feedback? Yeah, a little bit. It's like that one that we were talking about the other day, the crackling. So yeah, I think it's just—it's literally just you. It's on your end because I recorded okay. and tested. We're all good. Um, I think it's a Zoom, but it's okay. It'll probably go away. It could anyway. be Zoom. Yeah. Apologies to anyone who's listening, wondering why that sound is happening. Also, apologies um, to the people of Louisiana because Corey wished a hurricane upon you last week. And I just, I know an apology is not enough, but um, to the lives lost, to the billions in damages, that's William Baker. And you can first, find him in Los Angeles. First of all, I did no such thing. Uh, <laughs> what I had, what I done for anyone who didn't listen to last week's episode and why are would, you behind? I yeah, guess is the yeah. question. Like, well, I mean, Roberto, uh, who's our producer, is like nine weeks behind. So to be fair, he's a very busy guy. He's gonna catch up. He's got a lot of he's stuff going on. He's gonna be like, "What you wish a hurricane on New Orleans?" <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I was making an argument about evacuations of people out of Kabul, and uh, I said that uh, it's always a disorganized mess. Just look at any time there is an evacuation from a hurricane, and then. You know, right on cue, a week later, people had to be evacuated from hurricane. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be, man, I hope it happens. And I think I even said Miami. I think it was I, South was Florida. My, yes. Yeah. That was my the the place that I hypothesized that a hurricane would hit. Yes. Uh, because usually Miami gets hit by at least one hurricane a year. And I did a hurricane because those happen like. At least once every year, there's a really bad hurricane. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no way around. Listen, you Biden, know. you can explain your bad behavior any way that you want to, but the reality is, I wish to hurt I pain, people. I pain for the people of New Orleans. I, I always do. I, I, uh, I am glad that it seems like the deaths are are fairly low. Minimum, yeah, uh, only two reports right now. Yeah, the damage is very high. Um, and I mean, I guess another positive is that uh, steps that have been taken since Katrina to fortify New Orleans against future hurricanes seem to have been working. Uh, there's something about like a system that was built around the Superdome to help alleviate water flow. Yeah, uh, that apparently worked exactly the way it was supposed to. So uh, all good news there. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, <laughs> I was trying to explain to Robin in the pre-show. It's just like it, it's so hard to explain to somebody who's never, you know, like I remember all the time where you would leave a busy event and it would be hard to make a phone call because the lines were so jammed. Yeah. 
And the only time you ever get that to happen nowadays is if everyone is trying to call, like everyone in America is trying to call one place. Uh, you know, like the last time I can really think of it happening is like September 11th, where everyone was trying to call somebody that they knew who lived in Manhattan and all the people in Manhattan were trying to call or people in New York were just trying to call every family member across the country. And there was just way too much traffic going in, in and out of New York that it like jammed phone lines. You and we, know? we were on 2G cell service at that point. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd be lucky if you could bang out a canine text message. Or what was it? What was the, it's not canine. It's the, uh, the one where you have to dial the digit like multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, you see, now you said K9, and I'm like, is it K9? But it's not. K9 <laughs> is a dog. Um, a Q9? No. No, I can't remember what it yeah. is, but something. You had to press like, like a, you had to press one three times to get C. Yeah. Or no, two. Two, three times to get C. So if I wanted to say cat, it would be. But if you missed it, you had to go, go around. Go around, again. yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to say cat, it would be you hit number two three times and then wait and then hit it one time for the A and then eight once for the T and yeah. that's cat. That um, was, that was really the, the, it king might be Q9. Of the like, Q9. Keep going. Keep I, going. I always, I always hate leaving huge text messages. <laughs> Sometimes I, if I know it's going to be a 30 second call, I'm just going to call you real quick. Like I'd rather just bang out details than like go back and forth with 9,000 text messages. You know, I know a lot of people are like anti that stance, but, but like Rob, you'll, you'll speak to it. Like, I used to all the time I would send out the message that was just like, call me. And yeah. Then, like when I had to type it out, like when the texts are valuable, you're, you're like, just call me and then we'll handle it in a 30 second call and then we'll be done. We'll meet at Sabaros and it'll be over. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I had the Motorola Q at the time, which had a full QWERTY keyboard. So for me, it was no yeah. problem of just. Uh, yeah. Know, when I got the over. Blackberry, I was just like, man, I'm king of the world right now. <laughs> I can answer emails on my BlackBerry. Ooh, yes. Check Facebook on <laughs> on, uh, on on the BlackBerry. Uh, freakish, though. Uh, and if, if you have ever wondered why uh, conspiracy theories take off, to get back to our topic at the time, um, Ida hits um, New Orleans 16 years to the day after Katrina. Yeah. 16 years to the day. 2005 to 2021. So... Now, humans are really good at pattern recognition. It's actually why we probably survived as a species, because we recognize patterns and uh, we like to build on them. Like, in the dark, I see two eyes and a mouth up in a tree, probably a panther, tiger, some big cat. I'm not going to go out there because that thing could kill me. Now, the problem is that kept us safe and it kept us evolving. The problem is humans are also really good at pattern creation, which is finding random things and making a pattern out of them. Yeah. A great example. There was a guy who did uh, AR uh, based games where it's not really AR VR, I guess. But eh, anyway, you put on goggles and you're in a space, but you don't have to actually move around. Like you use the keyboard to move, but you have the goggles and you're in a space and yeah, VR. VR. Yeah. So um, basically what he said is that the designers who designed the game basically cut the room into shards and then they were given certain things like Here's what a stick looks like. Here's what a piece of glass looks like. And in the basement of this puzzle game, three designers happened to put sticks in their pieces of the room that formed an arrow if you looked at the right place. And everyone got stuck at this point in the level because everyone was like, oh, do you see the arrow in the floor? That's got to be, there has to be something about this wall. And they missed all of the other stuff around them that were clues yeah. to the puzzle. That is pattern where we're just like, there must be some greater meaning to this. There's no, it would not be random when in fact, that is an example where it was completely random. Three different guys, three different sticks just happened to make an arrow. I hit 16 years later. There's no pattern. It's hurricane season. Sometimes hurricanes hit new Orleans and I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, if I ever created like an escape room, or like if I ever went to an escape room, yeah, we should probably not take me to an escape room. I think this is where I'm going to go with this thought. Yeah, uh, because I don't take you I anywhere. Go... I, I would prefer not to go anywhere. So. <laughs> I will, I will go into the room and I'll see Gatsby on the on the bookshelf or something like that, and I'll be like, clearly this means there's no second acts in American life. So this mm. is the only room we have to escape, and then I'll just get stuck on Gatsby related things. It's like there's 50 other books up there. It's just like yeah, 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 but Daisy. 
Let me just ask but <laughs> there, is like, the great I don't escape. think it's about Great Gatsby. The Great Escape <laughs> is up on the on the bookshelf, Corey. Uh, in my younger and more impressionable years, my father told me <laughs> more vulnerable, vulnerable you asshole. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> And the reason right. you can take right. me to an escape room is because I would just look around the room and be like, ah, oh, I bet <laughs> you we're going to have a vase with a key in it that's going to go in that lock, and that's going to give us a timer. We'll get out of here. And vase, lock, key, boom, done. <laughs> and that's because while Corey can wish hurricanes upon people, I want to stress I am also a deity. And if you believe in me, I'll keep you safe from hurricanes like I did all the people in New Orleans. I enjoyed them. I like them. So please, I them uh, please don't listen to Rob. This will only end badly. For only ninety nine ninety nine, you can join the Church of Me. So global warming. <laughs> now, so uh, yes, um, pattern recognition. Storms are going to happen. It happens. So this will happen to uh, fall in sixteen days. This is the uh, one of the other factoids I was arguing with an idiotic um, conspiracy theory nut this week. How? All right. Let's say you have a group of people. 365 days in a year. How big does a group have to be until you find two people with the same birthday? I mean, you know, the law of large number or like the minimum would probably be like two. You could, you could randomly have two people. Sure. But birthday. statistically but like, to get into a. But a I imagine place. people would, would start saying like 700 plus people. Right. Where it's like double 365 where there's a chance that everyone has the same birthday twice. It's, you know, like. But what would you think? How how big of a group do you have? Do you have to have to get two people with the same birthday in it? I think about 100, 150. The correct answer is 27. At 27 people, you will have um, two people with the same birthday because it's not you're thinking of one birthday compared to another. But realistically, it's one birthday compared to 27 and then another one compared to 27. And that's how we get up to crossing over. Might actually be twenty four. Now that I think about it, nonetheless, it's a I mean, smaller I, number than I, you think. I, I'm sh- I'm sure it is. I'm just you know like I, all I'm thinking is uh, you know, uh, it <laughs> there's not uh, I don't know a lot of people who have my birthday, for instance. You know, like sure. I've never met another April sixteenth or, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not around. And more than that, I I don't ask people their birthday that often. Like, tell me your exact birthday. <laughs> Well, to be so, fair, though, it would um, be hard to it would hard to be it would be hard to speculate how many people I like to think of it more in the terms of like uh, I never go on Facebook anymore, so I don't see people's birthdays. So if I don't wish you a happy birthday, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. back in the day where I would look at birthdays, it would seem that there's like hotspot dates. So, you know, I would believe that there's a chance that, you know, in August 24th or something like that, where of the. 500 something friends I have on Facebook. There seems to be 15 birthdays. Well, it would be like a hot spot birthday day, you know? A dude you met but at like, college and the girl you met 15 years later, well, her and his sister have the same birthday, which is like a random guess, pairing of things. So I guess where my logic went there was r- not so much that like any two people would share the same birthday, which makes sense with the like 22, 24, yeah. something like that. But I was thinking more like we draw a birthday out of the hat. And some two people and have once, it. And we have to wait until we get two people yeah. who have that birthday until we can stop counting. That was, I think, where my 100 to 150 number came in. Because also, like, you would need to have a have a, a large amount of people there to just encapsulate many different dates, you know? Thinking about your birthday, that means you were conceived in the dead of summer. Just blazing hot Maryland humid ass summer and I feel like first of all I want you to imagine your parents getting it on but other than that that it's not even just them getting it on but it's like heat wave hot sweaty like January birthdays I get it's March spring is here and it's Easter. We're feeling a little like You're drunk for St. Patrick's Day. Well, for my parents, it was you're celebrating the resurrection and, uh, you know, doing the thing. So it makes sense to get around that. Easter sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> twice a year that you have sex. Go to mass. Oh, no. You Easter have sex the night before yeah. and then go to mass the next day and ask for forgiveness for the sex. See, as a Catholic, we go to the mass twice a year and have sex there. That's the, oh, have sex. Is that what happens at a mass? <laughs> Oh my god! You have somebody to leave the kids with. That's why. <laughs> Drop the kids off at Sunday school. Uh, all nine of them, sneak and then off to the sneak rectory. off. Home. <laughs> Drop 
try to yes. avoid making eye contact with the priest. Like, oh, I'll be back to get them kids. Don't <laughs> worry, I'm not going to leave them here. I'm not going to leave you with nine little assholes, all right? Uh, don't worry. We'll be back next uh, Easter. We'll have ten. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no contraceptives here, Father. You know how that works. Anyway, um, so. You know what it's like being a good Irish Catholic here. <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, Corey, I don't know if you guys know this, is black Irish. Which is not what you think it means. It doesn't mean that there's a picture of him in blackface at some point in the past. <laughs> no. It means uh, he doesn't have red hair, but he still likes to drink. That's what that means. <laughs> it means it means my hair is dark as opposed to the redheaded Irish, which right. is the and red Irish. He has been insisting this upon us. You might ask yourself, Rob, why would that be a topic of conversation? Because Rob keeps making suggestions like, this what child is, that is Corey's, coming might be ginger as fuck. Gonna be a redhead? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be ginger as fuck. And I don't know what the protocol is, but I'm pretty sure in LA you can still leave it at a, ho- at a hospital and or a fire station. And I'm very concerned <laughs> that we're going to come in to an episode, you know, pending the next uh, doctor visit. It might be like three weeks from now. I don't know. It, the date keeps moving up. But that that's the g- worst part. That's the worst part to me. <laughs> I don't really give a shit if the kid has red hair. I'd be like, by preference, like, it's already going to have one of the curses. I don't want to give it two. Like, it will, it will. <laughs> Listen, I got a list of curses in your genes. I, I don't. It will I, almost I, certainly come with curly hair. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is a dominant strain, if you will. This is, this is, a, this is something. That gets pushed hard. I don't, I don't know because the Dundalk genes are strong. I'm just saying, there's <laughs> generations of Dundalk you're fighting against. So, listen, I, all I'm saying, Luther, Lutherville is not known for their listen, strong genes. We'll know. We'll know soon enough if if, if the birth rolls around. Corey's going to be doing given how it. Given how it accelerates, given our doctor's appointments, sometime <laughs> next week. Yeah, <laughs> like Corey's going to be doing a live, and he's going to be like, "I'm so excited, my kid's here!" And next thing you know, you're going to, "Hey, hon!" Out of the back, where the kid just <laughs> pops into out, birthing room, just like taking a video of the little girl. They're like, "I won't go to the ocean." You're like, "No, <laughs> it's too cold. It's November. We can't go." Hey, hon, let's go down to farm store. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> where's Dorothy? She said she'd be here. <laughs> oh maybe, this, maybe this should be a new short, just like Dundog Baby. I can we one hundred percent have Rachel do like some the, voiceover of the baby? Yeah, yeah, baby like laying down, just like, <laughs> hey, hon, let's go on down the ocean and get some crabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god you have the potential i know i know i'm two days and shit but this is <laughs> this place humid as motherfucker you have the ability to have a baby sing i want crabs for christmas <laughs> in your car this year i'm just saying imagine that little ginger curly headed child oh god come on i want but... crabs for christmas <laughs> only crabs Mo- will do moving on so global uh, and, and other things that are cursed to ruin this earth. Global warming is happening, um, yeah. and uh, the storms are only going to get stronger. So Katrina, sixteen years ago, category three, four, coming ashore, and then Ida uh, was predicted at three, four as well. But because the Gulf of Mexico was so warm, it just powered itself up and was a four, almost five, coming ashore, and. Um, Mississippi got a hurricane. It was still a category one when it got into central Mississippi and Tennessee is going to have a tropical depression. Winds will still be down. It'll be 40, 45 degree, 40 or 45 miles an hour, maybe even lower 35. That's still a tropical depression and it still has maintained its shape. Like it's still circular, not like flattened out into a front. Like you will see yeah. Maryland is going to get a low. That's a front with the rain from the storm. But Tennessee is getting a tropical depression. Now, I know we made fun of Trump for drawing that line that went up into Alabama. But yeah. he's not wrong. Like these states are getting hurricanes now. And it's only going to get worse as global warming gets worse. And we're doing nothing about it. Um, because as we're going to talk about in our last topic today, people are dumb as fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the real problem. Like what, what can you, 
<laughs> the worst part is uh, what can you do? I have a suggestion, Corey. <laughs> no. Shall I get into I don't it? I want to hear about it. Okay, uh, all right. I think uh, I think much like the baby, that one needs to cook for a while. <laughs> uh, well, much like the baby, it could end up popping out next week. Just depending. Uh, there's no telling. There's no telling. <laughs> you can't predict these things. It's not like a good. I'm pregnant with ideas, Corey, and I can give birth at any time. Good ideas, bad ideas, amazing ideas that involve genocide. Well, as we say, I think we've done good. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that that, uh, we're done good, we're pulling out of Afghanistan. Things are going completely smoothly. No need to worry. No need for concern. All Americans will be out. We're not going to leave anybody behind. At the time you're listening to this, in fact, America needs to be out of uh, yeah. Afghanistan because it'll be. They, offic- they officially pulled out at the deadline. Well, no, it's not over yet. I mean, I think it was midnight. Noon so. tomorrow. No, yeah. So midnight on the 31st of August. I mean, I was watching CNN earlier when they when they said they just missed or they just hit the deadline at midnight or whatever. Goddamn so. time is weird. OK, so <laughs> it is. Tomorrow in Japan, it's also tomorrow in Afghanistan, but it's daytime in Afghanistan. So it's tomorrow noon. That must have been the deadline. I, Maybe noon on the first. They're out. That's the that's the thing. I just that's assumed that we, that we were going to pull out of Afghanistan the way that I pull out of most apartments. And that is at 1150, carrying the last load of stuff and then throwing it in the backseat of my car where it will live for the next four years. Um, and by that, I mean, we're going to leave all of the refugees in Qatar because we don't know what to do with them. So we're just going to leave them in there. Uh, there's no place for them at home, at our new place. Uh, we're certainly not taking them to mom and dad's uh, because the crazy people there who don't want to wear masks don't want to have uh, anyone from any other countries there. So um, we're going to leave them in Qatar. Um, and Qatar is the backseat of the car. So, uh, yeah. But I guess maybe I, we beat the deadline. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the one that really bothers me is uh you know on the on the way out uh an ISIS K suicide bomber made its way through allegedly uh in the Kabul airport and uh killed 13 troops yeah. and countless other Afghans uh people who were trying to flee at the airport 90 plus yep yeah um not a lot of people taking that into account 13 soldiers up in arms 90 Afghans so when now what's an Afghan like a carpet <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, well, to further that point of how much people don't give a shit, uh, I I was I was so willing to to let by, you know, like Biden's going to get shit for whatever happens in the pullout to Afghanistan. It was never going to be perfect. You were, you know, just like you phrase like you. His pullout game is not strong. I don't know what to tell you. His pullout game's weak. And uh, this is what happens. Then you're stuck dealing with a like, lifetime of a problem. There is there is no way that it was going to be a perfectly smooth thing. I wasn't I, Biden as president. I was not willing to assign much blame to. But then here he goes at the last minute with the fucking curtain call of a moment, deciding to have a drone strike to. And you know what? Here's the thing. I get it. I understand that you really fucking want to get the guy. Yeah. Who. You know, created the who planned the terrorist attack. Who, That's not who they killed, who, though. Well, I know, but I'm saying like you want to you want to get the people you want to get these high level targets, and sometimes you see your shot and you start doing that math as to whether or not uh, collateral damage is worth it. And America, more recently, has just been like, fuck it. There's no, you know, fuck, what are we gonna do? Count up the number of like at what point is it unacceptable for us? Because they took out fucking weddings and shit like that. Yeah. So I mean, like. You do know, you, do going you in, going in, and killing ten people in a drone strike, of those civilians and children, several children, yeah, as like a parting gift to our time in Afghanistan. Like, no, you, you know, Biden's got to do his tough guy act where he goes up in front of the microphone. And he's just like, you know, if you attack us, then we will remember and we will get you and stuff like that to make it seem like you know he's speaking softly and carrying the big stick and shit like that, but. This has been a fucking clusterfuck of a disaster on top of a catastrophe. So I mean, like, do you think whole, there's this any whole time we've been spending in Afghanistan? This is pointless and stupid. And every single drone strike along the way 
has made me less proud of America and less 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 happy about what has been going on there for the last 20 years. And doing one more for the road is not the way to endear yourselves to the people who, you know, you're, you're going to expect to be able to govern despite the fact that they have no sensible idea how to do that. Do you, do you think but, that any part of him was sitting in the uh, situation room just like eight years I sat in this fucking room? Watching Obama drop drone strike after drone strike, and then I don't get my chance. Say what? Suicide bomber. Drone strike him. Drone. We're gonna drone strike him. Let's drone strike. Find, just find me. Find me somebody drone strike. I want to drone strike him. I think. I think. I, I think it's amazing that you think there hasn't been a drone strike between now and January. <laughs> like, <laughs> that we know of. Well, yeah, I'm saying he, he probably got out of his, that out of his system on January eighth. Some <laughs> fucking January kids 1st. throwing rocks at a camera. Just going, hey, let's go drone strike them. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck anymore. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Sir, that's drone a, strike anybody. That's a preschool right next to a hospital. I bet <laughs> we could thread the needle. That, that car, we could thread the needle and hit that car. I trust us. What happened? Leveled both of them. Oh, that's, that's I, unfortunate. <laughs> I, as president of the United States, say I don't give a shit about anybody who isn't an American. And, I mean, does be frank, some of the Americans... Are kind of on my list too. I don't really give a shit about most of them. I'm either. John Q. President, and I'm running for president, <laughs> and I approve this message. I'm John fuck. Q. Wolf, running for. President I would never kill shit. an American child, but I don't give a fuck about any other child. <laughs> also, I'm John Q. President, and I approve this message. In new updates, your child, although born here, no longer American. So just, I'm just saying, watch, watch your step, Baker. Um, <laughs> don't get the social security card. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have to leave the hospital with this. <laughs> the baby? No, you can literally leave it there. It's one of the places you can leave it. It's a safe, safe drop off. I'm not leaving the baby there. Rachel. I mean, just leave them both there. Really? I mean, what are the odds she'll find her way back after <laughs> if you leave her at the hospital? <laughs> it's like a dog. You just have to go more than two miles from your house. It'll be fine. She knows that. She knows how to use Uber. <laughs> She, oh my god! Do you think she would look she at the price she, and be like, "Nah, we're gonna bird it home and just baby in one hand"? I'm not paying no forty five dollars to get back from the hospital. See, the problem is that the the scooter is no more cheap. It's not cheaper anymore. You used to be able to take a scooter; it was like two or three bucks, I mean, and you go fifteen fifteen blocks, and you're good. If you're now, it's if a, you're a platinum user, like I don't know somebody who you may know. Who has yeah. no unlock fees and is locked in at thirty nine cents a mile? Well, I mean, it's very do. cheap. All you have to do is pay fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> I mean, I pay nine dollars a month, and I also have to ride more than thirty times in the previous month to become a platinum user for the next month, which is very nearly impossible with the number of times I use the scooter. Thirty times? How am I ever going to accomplish that? <laughs> It's my soul. Twice a day, five times a week. <laughs> my sole means of transportation that I hit the first week of work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so uh, Afghanistan is uh, probably screwed up. We bombed a bunch of people. Well, probably. Uh, listen, you never know. Um, here's the thing. I My hope is with the Taliban. I'm going to say that again. I'm already on a lot of lists. <laughs> I'm already on a lot of lists. I don't really care. Uh, put me on the rest of the list. Um, but. I think that there are a bunch of young guys who saw crazy Taliban get taken out by the United States. And they said, listen, I like the brand. The brand sells. But I think what we need is new Taliban. We need we need um, Taliban. This Taliban's almost in bankruptcy. Get me Steve Jobs. We need Taliban <laughs> zero sugar. All right. I need the lighter one, the one for a new generation. And, you know, eventually we're going to put the same label on it. It's going to be indecipherable from the original, except for the red cap versus the black cap. And Rob's going to end yeah. up buying two of these and be real fucking pissed off when he gets home. Um, I think uh, I think the problem is that I just don't trust uh, anybody. In the, like, it's like uh, the Taliban has been trying to say, like, you know, like, oh, we're more open to women being in leadership positions. That yeah. was that was the old Taliban. This is the new Taliban. And then you talk about all the influential Afghani women over the past 20 years and the new Taliban will just be like, yeah, but fuck them, <laughs> them specifically. No, but 
I mean, hypothetically, great women could come along and be, and be leaders of this party. Related issue. I'm not issue. saying it's impossible to happen, except for that one who's talking about being free like us. No, <laughs> fuck her. Like Related but, issue. Um, earlier we were speaking about the your Catholicism and going twice a year. Uh, what are the great female leaders of the Catholic Church? Uh, that female pope. What was her name? Um, the female cardinal? Joan um, of Arc? Oh no no she was a martyr that's she was never made a cardinal uh because you know but oh, are we talking about who is made a cardinal yeah yeah okay. oh none I, I I there's never uh, there has there been a female cardinal no you can't they have to be male yeah, uh, none say. of that you can be a nun which means you can cover your head and yeah, be you subservient be Mother yeah. yeah you can cover your head and be subservient to men or you could be a man and be a leader. Now, you might think I'm talking about the Taliban there, but what I'm talking about is the Catholic Church, the most powerful religious organization in the world. So it's all a matter of yeah, perspective. I'm, I'm not I'm not down for that either. Like <laughs> part of the reason why I don't go to church anymore is because I have very serious problems with the institution of the Catholic Church. I thought that was more about the kid touching. Was it more the kid touching or the women? It's a lot of things. Oh, the it's all, all was certainly yes. number one, though. I because mean, that was the that kid was, touching also the that's Catholic Church way up at the top of the list. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But, you know, like Taliban the problem is no touching. The kids. problem is that you have to with the Catholic Church, you have to ex- accept your small victories like uh, Frankie. You remember? <laughs> yeah, like Frankie. we got to solve that. We got to solve the American elected. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like we got, you know, we, we went from a little a literal youth, uh, Nazi youth. Yep. Yep. To to Frankie. And you you think that this was like uh, when JFK got elected and that everything's going to change all of a sudden. <laughs> but does. no, it's pretty much the same. But you take your little things, you know, you take your little. Wait, is Frankie doing meth during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the Vatican? <laughs> is that a thing that's happening? Is he getting some Cubans before they before they Wait, put in the embargo? embargo? <laughs> it's like, listen, we're going to embargo Italy. I know it seems dumb because dumb because they're, they're right there next to us and it's going to be a problem. But what is I'd he like going to throw do... his Pope hat over the wall into space? <laughs> What I like you to do is to go buy all the spaghetti you can because we're about to embargo Italy. It's going to be a fucking problem. I love my spaghetti. So, uh, no, I mean, like you know, like you just you just listen for the for the AP news report where it's just like uh, <laughs> Pope Francis. Maybe the gay people aren't so bad, and then you're just like, yeah, there you go, Frankie. Oh, <laughs> let's, small victory. Let's get this. Let's get this Catholic Church up to like 1950s acceptability. It's a it's a big j- jump. It's it's like 150 years advanced. By the right way, there. and then later you get the story where it's just like, no, no, no. I wasn't saying gays were okay. I'm just saying that they shouldn't be stoned to death. Basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> whatever. 1050s. Whatever the Catholic Church has to say to like, we're up to the 1050s. Good to know. To appease the appease the people who will be so angry that Pope Francis would even acknowledge the humanity of somebody who was gay. Uh, speaking of, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just saying that's just generally the problem with America in general, er, the world in, as a whole, because more people are dumb than I ever would have imagined <laughs> to begin. Uh, and yet, you don't go, think my political revolution will work? You don't think I no, can convince no, a couple no. thousand people? No. A really dumb leftist people like to just no. follow me and start burning stuff down? No, number one, I think you'd have to focus on the right if you're looking for the dumbest of the dumb. I mean, yes, clearly. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, like, uh, anyway, going on to COVID stuff. People are dumb. Speaking of dumb people, yeah. Um, so we have a vaccine. We have three of them, in fact, in here in the United States. Uh, oh, I have to interrupt you because I have to share with you something that happened today. Oh. I was having a conversation about a vaccine, about the vaccines. Yeah. And this leads into the topic. It's not a huge sidebar. It's that someone said, I asked, why do you think the vaccines are so dangerous? And that person said, there's stuff in them that I have never heard of that I don't know. And I said, like what? And they said, well, it seems really stupid to me that you would put the vaccine, you would put the virus in the vaccine and that somehow that protects you, which for the folks at home, is what a fucking vaccine is, except yeah. not these vaccines, because these vaccines are not those ones where we put the, the virus in it. These are mRNA vaccines. And I pointed that out like, oh, the virus is not in it. You're not exposed to it. And they said, mRNA, that's the dangerous stuff. You got to worry about that. That stuff gives you cancer. And I said, 
do you know what mRNA is? Do you know what that is? And they said, I don't need to know what it is. I know it's dangerous. And I think we should go through their entire bloodline and just strip out all the mRNA from their DNA so that they can't reproduce not only just children, but cells within their body. And they just like float away. See what, what's amazing to me is that, uh, the MRNA technology, which has been being worked on for the past 30 years now yep, in various different forms and functions, just trying to, trying to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. But the idea being that if you could get it to work, uh, then, it could it could solve all disease yep. basically like it, it could be reconstructed to solve any kind of virus or disease but expensive and super fucking expensive super expensive that's why that's why there wasn't a lot being done with it for the first 20 years of the of its existence because it took a lot of money to invest and research yeah. this sort of thing turns out but, though somebody gives you a billion dollars you can figure well, not it out only that but i mean like really <laughs> it was it was 2013 or 2014 where where like they effectively said, like, hey, we figured out a way to make this mRNA vaccine work for, but for certain things. Do you remember why, though? Because there was an influx of money that was put well, into Because of SARS. SARS brought yeah. an influx of money, which is why they were like, okay, well, this seems like it would be really good for SARS. SARS is a coronavirus in the yeah. coronavirus family. And they said, hey, so it looks like in five or six years we're going to have a vaccine for SARS. Little delayed. It actually took them, um, you know, 10 years. But what they did is they said, oh, coronavirus family, we can modify all of this work we've been doing for the last 30 years and make a vaccine for this new virus. Great. Also, Moderna, which is a company only doing mRNA vaccines, right now has six vaccines pending FDA approval, one of which is for COVID. The other is for MERS, SARS, uh, one other coronavirus, which escapes me now, and then Two that are just for other things. Well, somebody, somebody too is going into a clinical trial on a HIV. Yeah, mRNA vaccine. Moderna. Moderna has the is HIV. Moderna has yes. the HIV one. That was. I it. mean, it's super early, and they're yeah. they're treading lightly with it because obviously this is uh, not something to fuck around with. But like, uh, they're, you know, it seems like, at least based off of early reports that it could it could be the game changer for people who have HIV. Yeah. And, you know, it it could be a game changer for people who have cancer down the road or any other disease that ever co- like biomedicine is is <laughs> I feel like uh I feel like people are kind of freaked out by the vaccine because they don't they just think that like in March of 2020 yeah. some guys just like, "Oh, I have an act- idea for how we can do this," you know? Yeah. <laughs> like like Let's go on down to the farm the, store. We'll get some stuff together, and then I got I'm a vaccine. Just gonna, just gonna put a bunch of random stuff together and hope I get a vaccine out of it. You know, like yeah. I, I, to to people who who don't know that you know this has been like a burgeoning thing. And I really, you know, I, nobody asked me, but I mean, like I often think about like what the next Silicon Valley is. Like, what's the next big industry that comes from no? Because you know, if if nineteen ninety you said like you know like hey i got this new company google you want to invest in it you'd be like eh, i don't know if this internet thing's gonna really take off uh can you imagine biomedicine biomedicine is going to be that next thing yeah and but the, the problem is we already missed the wave on it though the guys are gonna make billions already invested in it 20 years no, ago you know what i honestly well i mean the people who are going to make billions i mean like but like hypothetically, right now is still a time. This is before people start commoditizing the the possibilities of it, you know. Or we could just murder all those people, like the Sacklers, <laughs> and take their money after they make their billions. Wait, I mean, I, I mean, no? like, listen, I, I think uh, I think using the word murder is the problematic part of it. Uh, I think if you just nationalize, said, we, we could nationalize the their Sackler, money. Yeah, just take the Sacklers' money. I think you'd have a lot more. I think people would be more inclined to, to go with that idea. That's all yeah, I'm but I, I want people to know that the murder is coming. It's like it's like a free preview. Here's here's the here's the worst. Here's the the part that's really hard to understand. Um, <laughs> we've had our mRNA vaccines working for forty years, basically, and uh, we're being worked on for forty years. Yeah. Being worked on, we we are finally at the point where 
this could have been if, if it wasn't covid this could be an hiv mrna no, vaccine it is, is reaching clinical trials it, it is one they, they're in the trials already. no 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 but i'm saying i'm saying like if we were living in an alternate timeline where covid never happened oh we'd be talking and, about the hiv yeah vaccine? we'd be talking about how there is an hiv vaccine that that is in clinical trials yeah and people would be like oh my god unbelievable scientific breakthrough and stuff like that but because we're in the middle of the fucking pressure pot of stupid people in covid like we can't we can't even have these kind of moments because people are taking goddamn horse dewormer I was gonna, and, like, what if i told you i could prevent hiv Corey? but all you have to do is spray your face spray yourself in the face with bear mace and that <laughs> will protect you from hiv Mainly because a, you'll die. It puts a seal between you and the <laughs> HIV. Spray the bear mace directly on your balls. It keeps you from getting the HIV. It, you know, <laughs> the the horse to wormer people like really feels like a good housekeeping house hack that's just gone out of hand. It, like it, it feels like rub the lemon on your counter before you scrub it, and it'll take away all the stains. Like, yeah, except for the or some other some other thing like the good oh, house. Never know if you. The good housekeeping thing, though, ends with like, and then get a quality degreaser. So if this story said, <laughs> take the, the horse dewormer, and then you're going to wait three days, you're going to drink a juice cleanse, and then go get the vaccine. Then it would make fucking sense, because in the end, you're going to get the cleaning thing. No good housekeeping thing says, take the lemon, squeeze a little bit of lemon juice onto onto a small mm-hmm. corner of your counter, and then, and then clean your entire <laughs> your entire counter with it and walk away and never clean it again. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Also, the people I, who I are saying don't, I don't under I you, the, the people who are saying I don't know what's in the vaccine. Do you know what horse dewormer is? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Mostly, by the way, I'm gonna guess not. They don't. No, I, I, you know, and again, if somebody told you something, which is worth more of an opinion than a doctor or a scientist who studies this, like uh, the point I made to made to Rob was. You know, say I'm I'm in the middle of divorce, right? And Rob's my lawyer, and he says to me, like, "Don't, no matter what you do, we're about to walk in this courtroom. You're gonna see your ex-wife. She might even say something to you. You need to sit there and shut the fuck up. Don't say a single goddamn word because anything you say could hurt your ability to uh, win this case or get more custody or pay less child support." <laughs> Like, literally anything you say could hurt you. By the way, all so terms you need to be very familiar with in, like, five or six years. <laughs> uh, and then if we walked into the to the courtroom and I saw the ex-wife, I'm just like, fuck you, bitch. Like, we can call you her look Rachel. At me. We can just use her <laughs> you, would, you would look at me like, what did I just tell you? <laughs> I gave you sound legal advice based off of my understanding of how this works and your emotions couldn't get couldn't be overridden by that so i don't know what to do you and know, that, it's like, that's why this you is what went I... to a cpa and it's like don't spend all your money on drugs like <laughs> okay <laughs> so only no, like 99 you don't know, you don't know my life you know <laughs> like but as i i said that's why we need what we need to do is to stop talking about the vaccine altogether, and then like a month two months from now have somebody jump on a QAnon board and be like yo so i heard there's this shot that protects us from the vac- from the virus, and then convince these it's fucking not the idiots. <laughs> convince these idiots that this is some sort of conspiracy that they don't want you to know about this vaccine. The worst thing we did was let everybody know about the vaccine. If we had made it a secret, people would have demanded it. They would have said, "Give me that! Hold- I know you're hiding the vaccine. Give me the fucking hold- vaccine." Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I I think I got it. I think I cracked it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we give Trump enough vaccine to get all the people who aren't vaccinated vaccinated. So okay. 30% of the vaccine supply or something like that. Sure. And let him sell it to these people for like 100 bucks. Trump as branded. Like Trump's vaccine. Listen, I got, it's my right? special B12. It'll protect you from the COVID virus. It's got silver in it. But it's really it. just the COVID yeah. virus. And yeah. he could say like, this is the one I was working on. This is the one. <laughs> This is the Snyder cut of the COVID virus. This is the one you should take. And then all the dumb people will take it. And it's just like Pfizer with a fucking Trump sticker on it. You know, like it's just whatever, you know, it's like, do you want one shot or two? He'd finally <laughs> be like, a billionaire. He would finally be legitimately no, no. a billionaire. And, uh, and then as soon as, as soon as all the people get vaccinated and he's collected all this money, 
then we arrest him for all the crimes that he committed and we take the money back. So how, I mean, that would it, get everyone vaccinated. It would make him feel like some big winner. And then we would take all his money. Honestly, I don't want to do that. Be, I feel like it's like a perfect like that last stop, though, makes him run for president again. If we just let him keep the money, he'll just go away. He'll just go away and be a rich guy because <laughs> I, I got nothing to prove. I'm rich now. I, I, to be honest, there's no version of he dies in jail that I don't want to. Like, <laughs> that's literally the only one that makes me happy. Wait, wait, wait. Let so, me, let me, what about this? The worst part, though, is that I know there's some percentage of people who are listening to this who heard me say that I want to see Trump die in jail. They're just going to be like, well, you're the problem. You're the reason why. You're the, you're being so I got, partisan. Blah, I got blah, an blah. Al- and I'm like, fuck this guy. I got an <laughs> like, alternative I think you're going to be okay with, Corey. No. I don't think I will be. I'm I'm uh I'm predicting I won't be. Guillotine on Fifth Avenue. That's what I'm saying. He said he could kill a guy on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Do you think I could guillotine no. a guy on Fifth Avenue and get away with it? No, I don't think I don't think you have that kind of uh sway over Listen, your swathering. I, I can also pretend to have a billion dollars and not actually have it. I mean, that is what so, it is. Uh Going to people who won't listen to the advice of people who know what they're talking about. Well, wait, wait, uh, don't, don't move on to it. Let's say, do not take horse dewormer. Yes, Poison controls don't. all over the country are getting these reports of people who are like, I'm shitting out literal pieces of my intestine. What's wrong? Have you taken any medicine? Well, I took that horse dewormer. That's probably why you should, you should come into yeah. the hospital. Yeah. That's probably not good for you. Also, you have COVID because it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I, how about that? As an aside, I'd like to also say, please, if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten your vaccine, just get the vaccine. Like I, I everyone's excuse that I've heard so far has not been better than uh, you just getting the vaccine. Like I hear people drinking Mountain Dew saying, I don't know what's in it. And then I'm just like, you don't know what's in the Mountain Dew. Like <laughs> that's not nothing in there is a real you know, they don't go to the Mountain Dew tree and squeeze out some dew for you. Like, you know, there is real fruit juice in that, Corey. What fruit? Somewhere along the line. I don't know. (laughs) That citric acid comes from somewhere. There is a real fruit that gave it citric acid to be part of this chemical (laughs) that is used in this drink. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm literally sitting here drinking a Coke the entire, the entire show. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm better than you because I know what's in my food. I don't I don't I don't care that much either. But I'm saying don't use that as an excuse for why you won't take a life saving vaccine. Especially when, as you were about to transition, the nurses are quitting at an unbelievably high rate, leaving I, us unguarded, basically. I would too. I mean, I I'll be honest, like uh, you know, there was there was the moment early on in the in this whole COVID debacle where we're having our nightly cheer sessions for our first line workers and the doctors and nurses who are trying to keep people alive and doing heroic acts in situations that were completely uncalled, like, you know, having people in fucking parking garages trying to save lives. Uh, And, you know, I, I, I get it because if I was, if I worked in, in a industry where I was just trying to help people and, like uh, nobody was listening to the advice that we were giving, I would feel, I, I wouldn't understand how I would be able to get up and go to work every morning, you know, like, especially. And risk your especially, life. Especially right now where like so many stories, you know, and I mean like <laughs> you can't trust like every story you read because a lot of them are just sort of planted to give you the idea that this is happening all the time. But there is a lot of evidence that there are people dying of COVID who are begging and pleading for the COVID vaccine yeah. while they're intubated. And they can't be because it's too late. It's too late at that point. The time to get a, the vaccine would have been six weeks earlier, but you didn't. And now you're dying. And good. What the fuck is the good. nurse supposed to say? Like, you know, like she can she all she can do is, you know, make you comfortable while you die. Like and then you know what she could impact- do is not make them comfortable. I would prefer that they suffer a lot right up until I mean, the end as much as possible. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to make people making decisions about how they're going to treat you, depending on who you are, what your what your uh, life is like, you know, like 
you wouldn't want you wouldn't want some Republican doctor saying, no, I don't want the guillotine guy to have a comfortable way out of his life. You know, like, uh, you know, it, it's it's. You, you gotta, How am you I ending treat- up at the doctor? Is it because I like accidentally chopped off my arm with a guillotine? Because then then the irony is there and then I can understand. Like, I get it. I I want to guillotine Republicans and now I'm here and I've accidentally guillotined my own arm and you don't want to treat me. Okay, fine. I, I get it. But did I like get hit by a car on a scooter? Because otherwise that doesn't fit. These people are saying I'm no, not no, getting I'm the saying- vaccine and then they die of the virus. That is natural selection. Let them die. Don't even I- let them in the hospital. Send them the home prob- to an I'm island. Saying the problem is that we, we have to, as a as a nurse, as a doctor, you you take your your oath to try and save every person that no, walks no, no. through that door, regardless of the how dumb oath they are. Is first do no harm. So by me not acting, I am not doing harm. You did this to yourself. So go home and if you hide had a, your porch and die. If when you were a lawyer, you had a you had a guy who said who was obviously guilty, but he said that he wanted to plead not guilty. Mm-hmm. Like you know, at a certain point. You, you have to continue if you're locked in on defending him. Like if there's no if the judge won't approve new counsel or anything like that, or he doesn't want to like formally fire you or accept your resignation or anything like that. Yeah, you have to you have to go into court and defend him to the best of your ability. I even like you know, defending guilty people. I, I, I don't want I want to defend guilty people because our system is meant to be put to the test. If guilty people are guilty, prove it. I am not guilty until you have proven that I am. You, person out there, are in fact stupid because our system is not built on you get to deny the vaccine that could save your life and keep you from infecting other people and then get excellent treatment when you get that virus and then you die anyway. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the people who won't get vaccinated aren't knowingly putting themselves in a position where they're going to hurt themselves and others at a sustainably higher clip. They are than the people who did get the vaccine. But I'm saying uh, to me, the way out of this at some point is just everything becomes, you have to have proof of vaccine or you have to have been tested so many times that it it makes, (laughs) but the testing doesn't matter. The testing doesn't matter. I mean, the testing doesn't matter in the sense that you don't know if the person will all of a sudden start showing COVID symptoms the next day. Yes. I can get tested three times this week and then be infectious today and test positive tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, you know, if you had COVID and you want to get the vaccine, but you can't get it for six months because you just had COVID, uh, you know, maybe there has to be some sort of reason or some sort of way for us to prove that you are, that you are safe and you can come into this, you know, the, the, the Raiders are doing uh, only vaccinated fans for games this season. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that will, that will make people feel a lot safer (laughs) going to Raiders games. It shouldn't. I'm still not going to go. Yeah, it shouldn't, but it will. Uh, but and we'll keep you know, doing and, this. It'll be three years and five variants before and, anything gets. And done. maybe some person who who would never would have gotten the vaccine otherwise is looking at their Raiders season tickets and saying, "Well, shit, I guess I'll get the stupid shot." And then they get the shot. And if they can't go anywhere, if they can't go to a restaurant, or they can't go to the supermarket, or they can't go to the movies or bowling or anything without showing proof of vaccination then perhaps we'll make a real dent in uh, the number of people who are vaccinated. But up until that point, or perhaps, I think we're, we're just, we're just making the life of our medical professionals fucking miserable with being overrun by stupid people constantly. Or perhaps we'll finally get the variant that has a 95% kill rate and we can just end this stupid evolutionary experiment called homo sapien and let the earth move on to its next thing. The badgers rise up and they're just like, Jesus Christ, look at all this pollution. <laughs> yeah, do you know it? it and so, you really left. You really left us with a shit hand. But uh, po- the carbon dioxide was, or the uh, the pollutants will stay in the atmosphere for three hundred years. So even if we stopped right now, we still have three hundred yeah. years worth of. 
pollution up in the atmosphere, which means the global warming is going to continue, which means we're going to soar past 1.5 degrees Celsius straight on to 3 degrees Celsius, at which point we're at an extinction level event. So what I'm saying, Corey, is I would rather have that extinction level event happen to me and my generation than put that on your child. But I mean, I guess I'm just not selfish in that way. You want to survive to an old age and let your child die in the apocalypse that will be the climate crisis. So that's cool. I mean, listen, different strokes, different folks. I understand. Or uh, maybe it doesn't happen. <laughs> like that would be lovely. No, it's an inevitability. We are now at the point of inevitability. It is. How bad does it get? Not if it happens. We're in the crumbles. Right. Uh, but I'm saying how bad does it get is happening right now, too. So, like, you know, I, I managed to. I managed to move on with my life the best I possibly can. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I really can't, you know, I, I want my, I want my daughter to have a long and productive life, uh, without cl- major climate disasters, but, uh, I'm only one man and I can only do so much. Well, there and, was a, there was uh, a guy, hopefully some sort of miracle happens. There was a guy in Afghanistan things. who was thinking I'm only one guy. I can only do so much. And then, um, Sent a message to Americans. Yeah, so maybe we should uh, get on out of here. Uh, what was that? Was that me advocating oh, for suicide bomber? <laughs> Hold on a second. What is that website I meant to tell you guys about? Oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and listener line 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, YouTube? I do have a presence on YouTube. It's not <laughs> it's not as uh, present as I would like it to be, but uh, we'll see. I feel, I'm torn. So one of the uh, one of the YouTube podcasts I listen to with the constant thought that I'm going to make more YouTube content, mm-hmm. uh, the host got COVID. And now I'm like in this place where I'm like, is he unvaccinated and he has seven kids and he decided he got COVID and his wife got COVID or it, is this just like a, a breakthrough case? So I'm like waiting to hear more about like whether or not this guy is dumb or whether or not he's just unlucky. Well, now I know why your channel uh, hasn't been growing. Cause you've been following the advice of an anti-vaxxer <laughs> COVID denier. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, so uh, let's see what happens there. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah, you know, check out whatever you want. I'll be there at some point. Now you can find more of me at Reverend Cheek and my social networks, RevenantCheek.com. Links to everything I'm doing. Also on YouTube. Uh, but, you know, um, really follow me on social media. If you too want to be black pilled and realize that it all sucks and the world's ending. Um, I but, think. Uh... I wait, think wait, I, uh, I've never heard a more convincing argument for <laughs> why the file is that. Uh, I do want to say if you too have given up hope, (laughs) follow me. Um, Congratulations, because just before the show uh, found out that friend of the show, Jim, Jim Gisrael. Oh, yes. Gave birth to another child. Um, It makes me want to. His wife gave the birth. Well, as you'll find out, Corey participated in the contraception and the contra. No, contraceptives were not used. That's part of the problem. (laughs) I don't know if you understand how this works. Um, it makes me want to do that Sheldon meme where you just pull your shirt up and spray the air around you because <laughs> apparently something's in the air. Rachel's, uh, friends are getting pregnant. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, I've noticed it before when it was the first day of school, like on <laughs> that everybody's or pregnant or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. I've noticed like the pictures of like, <laughs> all the kids in Maryland going back to school yeah, uh, before. But I don't know if it's just because, like, you know, Facebook now knows that that I'm going to be a dad and they've turned up the, yep. the, like, the baby posts and stuff like that. But it's also been, like, an alarming amount of kids going off to school for the first day. And I'm just like, this fucking... <laughs> Like, I'm so tired of this. I'm not going to be one of these parents. I don't want to do this. Like, wanna, First of all. I don't want to have the kid holding up the board going like. You are 100% going to be that parent. I don't know. who. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's your decision. You are going to be that parent. You are going to be standing out at 7 a.m. waiting for a bus while a little ginger snap curly head is holding a board and someone is yelling in your ear. 
No, make her do it right. Um, just over and over again. I it's I have nothing but sorrow for you in the future. Uh, I mean joy. Uh, you and Jim both dads and yeah, amazing. Man, the, man, the comments have blown up with booty talk. I haven't. No, I'm not. I don't even have Discord open, so I'm not even paying attention. Uh, I I know I I say things that are controversial. I'm going to go in and read it. But um, (laughs) congratulations to Jim. Uh, The same congratulations I've given Corey. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, Your life is yet further over. Enjoy. (laughs) Well, I think we've done good here today. (laughs) (laughs) We've done something. I don't know if it's good. Uh, in fact, it no, that's not, not good. it's not good. It's not just to say that it's not good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network for Corey, his unborn child. And this is wrong. <laughs> can I start throwing it to your unborn child every show? Is that going to be something we can do? Yeah, <laughs> this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Join the plug. Join the plug. The booty. <laughs> Wait, who's booty? Are they checking? Did you get up during this thing? Are they checking out your booty? <laughs> or your calves, maybe? I mean, that's a thing, I right? I have no idea. Mm. Calves. <laughs>